I told you last week that Lent is for fighters, right? And this week, I give you Jacob, the ultimate fighter. Jacob was a man who wrestled from the very beginning. Let me just remind you a little bit of Jacob's battles. While he was still in the womb, he had to share space with his brother Esau. And when you're little, you don't like to share space, right? You don't like to be touched. And so even in the womb, Jacob and Esau, we are told in Scripture, were wrestling together. And they were wrestling in such a fashion that their mother got the idea that this wasn't normal. This wasn't just normal twin kind of pregnancy stuff. And she inquired of the Lord what it meant, and God told her. God told her what it meant, that Jacob and Esau would struggle with one another, but that the older would serve the younger. And when they were born, out came Esau first, the older. And quick behind him was little Jacob, the fighter. Little Jacob, the wrestler, was holding on to Esau's heel. But it had been said that the older would serve the younger. And yet throughout their life, those two brothers, Jacob and Esau, were constantly in turmoil. They were constantly fighting. Jacob's first battles, his first wrestlings were with his brother Esau. You remember the story, perhaps, of how Esau was the one who was loved by his father Isaac, but it was Jacob who was loved by his mother. And it was Esau who didn't really care very much about the birthright. He didn't care that his father loved him, and so he was willing to sell his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob, well, he loved that birthright. He was after it. That's what he wanted to grab hold of. That's why he was holding on to Esau's heel, even as a little baby boy, and so he was quick. He was quick to sell his brother a pot of stew in exchange for the birthright. Jacob didn't just wrestle, though, with Esau. He wrestled with his father as well, with Isaac. You may recall the story how when Isaac was old and full of days and he could no longer see, and it was time to give the blessing, to officially bless his son, the one who God had said the younger should have the blessing, Isaac didn't want to because Isaac loved Esau. And so Jacob and his mother had to concoct this whole scheme. You may remember the story, how Jacob was dressed up like his brother Esau. Esau was out hunting in the field, and Rebekah said to Jacob, quick, put on skins of of a lamb over yourself so that you feel like Esau, and go into your father and here, take the stew to him like he loves, and tell him that you're Esau so that he blesses you. Now, if you have to go to those lengths to get your father's blessing, do you really suppose that Isaac and Jacob had a loving, warm, paternal father and son relationship? Probably not, right? Jacob had to wrestle not only with his brother Esau, but he had to wrestle with his father Isaac to get the blessing that God had told, had said from the beginning would be his. But Jacob was a fighter, and so he did it. He fought with Esau, he fought with Isaac, and he didn't stop there. When he left home, because his brother Esau wanted to kill him, when he left home, he had to wrestle with his uncle, Laban. How many of you have a family like this? I have a family that likes to wrestle, but it's all fun and games, right? Well, Jacob and Esau was not just two brothers screwing around. Jacob and Esau was a battle to the death. And Jacob, when he finally left home, he moved in with his uncle, Laban. And you may again remember the story of how Jacob had to wrestle, how he had to strive and struggle with his uncle Laban. He wanted to marry the daughter. He wanted to marry Rachel because she was beautiful. 
And so he agreed with his uncle Laban to work for seven years, and the scriptures say that it seemed to him like a night because of his love. And yet at the end of that seven years, did his uncle Laban give him the daughter who he wanted? No, he gave him Leah instead. And so Jacob had to work seven more years. He had to wrestle with Laban seven more years just to get the promised wife. And even after that, even after that, Jacob's wrestlings with Laban weren't done. Mark well, Jacob was a fighter. And Lent, Lent is for fighters. So take your cues from Jacob who didn't give up, who didn't turn back, who didn't throw in the towel and say, it's all just too much. No, Jacob stuck it out. And he wrestled with Laban for flocks, for herds. Look, Uncle Laban, I've worked with you for so long. Wouldn't it be fitting? Wouldn't it be fitting for you to give me my own flock so I can go my own way? But Laban didn't want to. And so there was this whole scenario where Jacob could have the spotted sheep, but Laban would have the pure ones. And so Jacob, again, as a fighter, had to wrestle with his uncle Laban, and he had a scheme worked out whereby he knew how to breed the spotted lambs that would fill up his flock. Jacob was a fighter, you see. But where we encounter Jacob today, on the edge of the promised land, he's coming home. He's coming back. And that means there's going to be a reunion with someone who he defeated before. That means there's going to be a rematch. And you know, rematches don't always go the way that they went the first time. Jacob defeated Esau the first time, but what would happen now? Esau hadn't forgotten about Jacob. Esau hadn't forgotten about that day that he sold the birthright. He hadn't forgotten about the day that Father Isaac had given Jacob the blessing and nothing to Esau. And so Jacob was afraid, you see. Jacob was afraid to come back home because it would mean another wrestling match with his brother Esau. And so there he was on the Jabbok River, we're we're told. And all of a sudden, in the night, in the early morning hours before the sun had yet risen, here comes somebody to wrestle with Jacob. And who do you suppose he thought it was? Who do you suppose Jacob thought in his mind would come and attack him as he's about to come back in the land? I suppose it could just be a random stranger, right? Maybe somebody who wants to steal from him. But what do you suppose Jacob was thinking? It's my brother Esau, come back to get me. Or it's my uncle Laban coming after me. Or maybe, just maybe, it's my old man Isaac who never quite forgave me for what I did to him. And yet, none of those were the right answer, were they? Jacob was a fighter who had to wrestle with man. But hidden underneath all of those wrestlings with his brother, with his father, with his uncle, there is a deeper wrestling that Jacob had to undergo. It was God who wrestled with Jacob, wasn't it? Why is it that you ask me my name, Jacob? Are you going to bless me? No, it was the Lord who was there with Jacob wrestling. It wasn't a man, it wasn't an equal, it wasn't a companion, it wasn't a brother, it wasn't a father, it wasn't an uncle. It was the Lord God himself who wrestled there with Jacob. And all along, right, all along, it was Jacob wrestling with the Lord. Here is what we learn from Jacob the fighter, and this is a a lesson that each of us has to learn for him or herself. I can tell you all of these words, but they will be borne out best in experience. Underneath your struggles with other people, underneath your struggles with the circumstances of your life, your faith is always wrestling, is always wrestling with the Lord. Is he for me? 
or is he against me? Is he for me or is he against me? Throughout Jacob's life, that must have been the question that was hanging over him. If God is for me, why is my brother against me? If God is for me, why doesn't my father just give me the blessing? If God is for me, why do I have to work like a dog for my uncle Laban? If God is for me, if God is for me, then why, why must I struggle? This is the question that is put to each of us throughout our lives. And again, I can tell you these words, but they are borne out in your own experience. You know how it goes. There are things in your life, some which you have brought on yourself. There are things in your life, some of which you have not brought on yourself, but they raise this question for you. If God is for me, then why is all this happening to me? Maybe he's against me. Maybe he's not for me. Maybe he doesn't want to bless me. Maybe he wants to hurt me. Maybe he wants to curse me. Maybe he wants to dislocate my hip or do something even worse. Under your struggles, under the burdens of your life, there is always this question that faith asks, is God for me or is he against me? What felt like an attack to Jacob resulted, though, in a blessing. See how God works underneath your crosses. See how God works through that wrestling match. He does not come to destroy you. He does not want to harm you, even though it might feel like he does sometimes, even though you might want to tap out and say, Lord, enough, enough. Through our crosses, through our burdens, through the challenges of our lives, through that wrestling match, the Lord is at work to bless. And notice how he blesses Jacob the fighter. Look what he gives to him. He gives him a limp, which we'll come back to in just a minute. I love that part. But he gives him something even better than a limp. He gives him a new name. He gives him a new identity. That's what goes along with having a new name. Jacob meant the grabber. Jacob meant the schemer. But God gives him a new name here, Israel, which means he wrestles with God and prevails. Now, just think of that. The Lord God comes and wrestles with Jacob. The outcome should be obvious, right? God is going to win, isn't he? And yet when you read the story, what happens? Jacob prevails. Jacob wrestles with God and somehow wins. How can Jacob wrestle with God and win? Well, how can Jacob wrestle with me and win? It's only if I let him, and I am glad to let him win. Isn't it the same way with our Heavenly Father, with his Son, Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit? Yes, God may play rough with you, his children. He may not always give you everything that you want. It may not be obvious that he is for you. But mark well, mark well, dear friends, those who wrestle with God and hold fast to him, he is happy. He is happy to let you pin him. He is happy to let you hold on. And in the end, he gives his blessing. God did not attack Jacob to harm him. He did not attack Jacob to destroy him. God was not against Jacob, even through his whole life of challenges, of wrestling with Esau and Isaac and Laban. And God is not against you either. He has not come to destroy you, to harm you. When he sends you crosses for you to bear, he is not doing something painful to you, even if it gives you a bit of a limp. He is at work always in everything to bless. He is at work always and in everything to strengthen that faith. 
Isn't that what wrestling does? This is why brothers wrestle, right? Brothers wrestle so that they can get a little bit stronger. Brothers wrestle as practice so that when they go out into the world and they have to face real challenges, not just brotherly challenges, but when they go out into the world and have to face real challenges, they're ready, they're prepared. That's what God was doing with Jacob. He was getting him ready to see his brother Esau. And throughout his whole life, God had been at work with Jacob, getting him ready, making him strong, wrestling with him, playing rough with him to be sure, but wrestling with him to strengthen him. In your challenges, in your burdens, in your struggles, in your wrestlings with the Lord, when you ask that question, if God is for me, then why is all this happening to me? Is he really for me or is he against me? See how God is at work in those things to strengthen you to strengthen your grip, right? To strengthen that grip of faith so that you learn to hold fast to him. Even when everything else around you is screaming out at you, God doesn't care about you, God doesn't love you, God doesn't want you, hold fast to his word because you know what he has promised for you. You know what he has done for you, how he who has not spared his own son, how he will also bring you to a blessing. I said that God gave Jacob that new name and that new blessing. And as Jacob went out from the Jabbok, he had that new name and with it the promise that God would be with him, that God would be his, that God would be for him. But he also went out from that place with a limp, didn't he? God had touched his hip and just with the touch, with the strike of his hand, the hip of Jacob came undone. God wanted Jacob to remember. God wanted Jacob to never forget And God wanted not only Jacob, but all of Jacob's sons and Jacob's daughters to remember where their strength comes from. And so for the rest of his life, Jacob walked around with a limp. Now, that might not be too big of a deal when you've got wheelchairs and you've got crutches and you've got walkers, right? We have ways of getting around with limps. But Jacob didn't have a wheelchair. And so for the rest of his life, he was an invalid of sorts. And yet he was the great champion. What a strange contrast that to show his strength, God gives him a limp. That to make him strong, God first makes him weak. And that God doesn't remove the weakness afterwards and say, okay, let's pack you all back up together. This is how the Lord strengthens his children. He strengthens us by injuring us so that we never forget. It is through the wounds that are endured through the cross of Jesus Christ and through our crosses that we are saved. It is when we are weak that paradoxically we are strong. It is when everything else is melting away from us and we're calling out to the Lord, are you really for me or are you against me? It is then and there that you are learning where your true strength comes from, that it does not come up from within you but that it comes to you from outside of you. Jacob was a fighter. Jacob was a fighter, and Lent is for fighters. So learn well this morning from Jacob. Learn from your father Jacob how to hold fast to the Lord, and learn what the Lord is at work doing, even when it seems he is against you. He is at work to bless you to make you strong, to wrestle with you like a father wrestles with his child, like a brother wrestles with a brother, not to harm, not to hurt, not to cast off, but so that you learn to hold fast. For here's the wonderful thing, all those who hold fast to the Lord have a share in this name. You are Israel, just like Jacob was Israel. You are those who wrestle with God and who hold fast. You are those who he has given his promises to in the waters of holy baptism, who he renews his promises to in the food of his altar. 
so that you would hold fast and be strengthened in the true faith to face whatever challenge is in front of you. Jacob was a fighter. Lent is for fighters. Learn to fight like Jacob by holding fast to what the Lord gives, and you will find, you will find that in the end, he gives only blessings. He gives only blessings, even if they bring a limp. Endure your limps. Rejoice in your limps. Suffer the limps that the Lord gives, for under that limp comes his blessing and his promise that he is for you as your father, that he is for you as your brother, that he is for you as your savior. To him be the glory now and always. Amen.